Okay. Judges 15, the drinking of Samson. And uh, it's not the drinking that you might think that Samson would be involved with (laughs) because of Samson's history of not wanting to follow the Lord. I really believe that this is a turning point in Samson's life, um, a turning point where he... um, where he follows the Lord, and uh, he does something special here in this text. So let's read together uh, verses number 18, 19, and 20. So as we grab this, remember, he's just killed a thousand men with the jawbone of a donkey's, uh, jawbone of a donkey. So let's grab in verse number 18, 19, 20 tonight. Judges 15. And he was sore athirst, and called on the Lord and said, Thou hast given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant. Now shall I die for thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised. But God, hallelujah for the but in this situation, but for God. You think about uh, Samson's situation in his mind, he thought he was going to die. He had, he had worked. I, I can't imagine the physical exhaustion it must have been after killing a thousand men with the jawbone. I mean, uh, you know, you, if you've ever done physical labor, uh, just go dig a couple holes with a post hole digger. And uh, after a couple holes, man, you're about wasted and done, right? I mean, you, you need to take a break. But can you imagine taking this jawbone of a donkey and swinging it so much you kill a thousand people? That's a lot of work. Against shields and and swords and whatever, arrows if you will. And there he goes and he needs something to drink but for God. But God worked on his behalf. Look in verse 19. But God clave a hollow place that was in the jaw, and there came water thereout. And when he had drunk, his spirit came again, and he revived. Wherefore, he called the name thereof in Hakakora, which is in Leah, Unto this day, and he judged Israel the days of the Philistines 20 years. So I want us to, first of all, as we look at this drinking that takes place, let's look at the person that asked for the drinking. Who is this person? This is Samson. This is a man who ultimately had physical strength beyond years, beyond men. I mean, to, to be able to take a jawbone of a donkey and kill a thousand people, to take 300 foxes and tie their tails together, uh, you're, the physical strength, to be honest, it's hard for me to comprehend how a man can do that. I mean, you take a man and you put him in, in, in wartime, even in today's realm, and with a, with a gun... He's not going to kill a thousand people without taking some shots himself. See, you take a physical strength of Samson to be able to do that with his hand, if you will. That's massive strength. 
But he comes to the place as this person where his physical strength was gone because he was zapped. He was exhausted. He was tired. So even though he was a man of physical strength and a man with enormous physical strength. But I will say this, though. I truly believe that Samson may have been a man of super strength, if you will, but I don't know that he was excessively huge as a man of super strength. And the reason, the only reason I say that is simply my opinion. I might be completely wrong because they didn't know where the strength came from. Because in my mind, if you see a guy who is excessively ripped and strong and bodybuilders, if you will, you've seen them, you know where their strength comes from. But if you take an average Joe, not that he looked like an average Joe, but if you take just an average person and you see him do that kind of thing, you want to know, where does his strength come from? That's right. That's right. And so that's my opinion. And like I said, I might be completely wrong. Only God knows. But here he is, an individual that had ultimate strength, but still he got physically weak. So what does that tell me? That, you know what? No matter how strong I am, I can still be weak. No, how, no matter how much oomph and uh, what do you get to it, stick to itiveness, no matter how much uh, try that I have, there's going to come a time when I'm physically zapped. If you've ever been there before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. These men that work in the, in the refineries that work seven twelves and 13 days on and one day off, that's got to be exhausting. Very tired. <laughs> I bet that 13th day, you better shut up, lock the doors, turn off the lights. Don't you dare wake me up and get me out of bed. Right? Right. That's exhausting. So would you not agree that there's been times in your life you have been physically exhausted? Mm-hmm. Maybe not from physical work. Maybe from mental you ever been there? Mentally exhausted? Physically exhausted? You ever been spiritually exhausted? As a mental, a mental, mental uh, uh, stress that tires you out just as much as physical stress. You can be exhausted from either one. And I've been told that some people that deal with heart issues... Some of it is just a, a stress, mm-hmm. that some of it is stress mm-hmm. on, top of, on top of the physical part of it. But some of it's stressful that deals with the heart. Stress will kill you. Sure will. There's a lot of stress-related things, but, you know, I think about when he's talking about stress, about what, you know, Men do certain things that's stressful physically, but a woman, when she has a baby, you think about the labor. Yes. I'm not mocking you, I'm just saying you But I mean, you get stressed mentally. I mean, you think of things that 
Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Right. Of the physique, right. And see, now, and this is, again, I think that this is very important when we come to the place of physical exhaustion and when we come to the place of spiritual exhaustion and when we come to the place of, of that, we have to be honest with ourselves. There has to be a personal evaluation. A lot of pastors quit and get out of the ministry and a lot of church people get out of church because they come to a place where they're physically or spiritually or mentally exhausted and they don't take this next chance, what happens to Samson? Because when Samson got so physically low, who did he turn to? He turned to God. So you see the person is Samson, but then you also see the prayer of Samson. What did he do? What did he say? Look in this, look in this verse. Um, he says to the Lord in verse number 19, uh, or verse, number, uh, verse number 18, and he was sore thirst and called on the Lord and said, thou hast given this great deliverance. He talked about first when he began to pray, he began to praise God for what he had done. You know, how, you know as a Christian, you want to go around the room tonight and talk about pray, prayers uh, that you've had answered? How many prayers have you had answered in your life? Big or small. We could go around the room and take the rest of the hour and spend talking about prayers that have been answered by you. Prayers that God has answered for us. I mean, every day sometimes we have prayers answered. Just the little things. Oh, I made it safe to the store. I made it safe. Look, we went to Houston on Monday. And right, we left. We left later than we wanted to. But it was the time that God wanted us to. There was a wreck ahead of us. And we sat on the interstate forever, didn't we? The girls were getting, oh, are we going to eat my belly? Because we were going to stop and get breakfast, but we didn't stop and get breakfast because we was going to stop at Bucky's, you know? One of the best places to get a, get a good food there. But anyways, and so you say, well, why did this happen? But there was a wreck ahead of us, but God protected us from being any part of that. I remember I, uh, there was a time period I was working as an assistant manager at the grocery store and, uh, and one day a week I went back and forth to Bible college. And I remember one day out of class, I was on my way home 
and I got out of class late. And man, I, I was so frustrated because I had to be back to work. I had to work that evening because I went to school and I had to be to work that evening. And it was 100 miles round, uh, one way. And so I was coming back, going back to work. And I got stopped on the interstate. And, I, and look, just 10 minutes in front of me, a big wreck happened. And I'm like, man, I thank the Lord. His, his, his hand was about that, me being late, getting out of class. You know, and so we take for granted those little bitty small prayers. Hey, it's no big deal. No, uh, whether God works in the small prayers or God works in the big prayers, God still answers our prayers. Right. You know, you look, you look, the last couple of weeks, God has blessed. We've had people saved two weeks in a row on a Sunday. Do you know what that is? That's an answer to prayer that we've been praying for. Amen. Every service we come together, we're praying that someone will get saved. Amen. Huh? Is that not an answer to prayer? Amen. It absolutely is. Amen. And so God's, God's answering our prayers. And we, we've got to continue to pray. But when, he, when Samson went to God, he praised God for what he had done. Look at this victory that you wrought. That's right. Yeah. You know what? Them people getting saved, it ain't me, Brother Alfred. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> your prayer. <laughs> That's it. All of us joining together, all of us praying together. It ain't me. It's God. That's it. That's it. And if there ever comes a day, look, and that's the other thing about this story is that if there ever comes a time when it becomes about Trenton, God's going to have to knock me down so that I understand that it wasn't me. Yeah, that's right. It wasn't Samson. The Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson. So it wasn't Samson out there swinging that jawbone around. It was, it, was, it was God. And so God had to bring Samson down so he understood who won, who won that for him. And God has to sometimes remind us, doesn't he? It's me. It's me, not you. Although you think you're pretty strong, right? It's me. <laughs> Come on, lift it up, lift it up. Come on, you strong man? No. You pray for small things. About two months ago, I lost this little notebook with a lot of tax information in it. I didn't know where it was. Couldn't find it. I tore that house apart. Couldn't find it. So I prayed. I prayed. I said, well, anyway, two months later, which is the day, I'm pulling out these books. You know, there it is. To, it fell out. <laughs> Another answer to prayer. Right. Another, yeah. Two months. Yeah. They had two months. Yeah. But it was still answered. Right. It is. And we can't take for granted those small answered prayers. Right. Nothing is. Nothing is. And as Samson prayed, so we see Samson, he, he praised God in his prayer. But then look in, uh, in that same verse, he said, thou hast, given, thou hast given this great deliverance. God has worked on our behalf. And then he says, in the hand of thy servant, now shall I die of thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised. <laughs> but so he prays, he praises God for what he's done. And he's praying and he says, hey, hey, I'm about to die of thirst. Would you help me? 
Because God, see, if you don't help me, the uncircumcised are going to win. <laughs> so I don't know if that's like, uh, God, if you don't, then they will. I don't know what that is. But he prayed and said, look, look, God, I need you to work. You've worked on my behalf. Thank you so much. But I'm about to die of thirst. Would you give me something to drink? That's it. Because he had a physical need. That's right. And I'm going to say this. When we get to that place where we're physically exhausted or spiritually exhausted or mentally exhausted, we have to take that break and we need to come to the throne of God and we need to pray and ask God, thank him for what he's done and then go for him for our need. You're thirsty tonight, you're mentally exhausted, you're spiritually exhausted, you're physically exhausted, whatever it is, you've got to go to him for the thirst. You're, you're thirsty tonight, you need an answer, you need something, you need God to move on your behalf, then you have to go to God for that. You have to pray to him for him to give you that drink. Because every one of us either have been there or are there or about on the brink of there. And to not get to the place where we give up and we quit and we get out and we stop, we have to take a time out and say, I need God. And I need thirst. And I need God to quench that thirst. I need God to give me a drink of that water. Where the word of God is. Where God, that, that, that drink that he can give you will supply and will help you and will encourage you and pick you up right. right where you're at. Because when he prayed, what happened? God provided. That's right. So we see the person, we see the prayer, and then we see the provision. What did God do for him? In verse number 19... And God clave, but God clave a hollow place that was in the jaw. And there came water there out. And when he had drunk, his spirit came again. What did God provide? Water. When you're physically exhausted, and look, and I will say this too, you don't have to be to the point of exhaustion. You don't have to wait until you're and you're dragging in. That's right. Right. Come to him daily. Right. Seek God every day. So that he'll take our thirsty soul. So he'll take us and we won't get to that place of physical exhaustion. And, I, and this too, I mean, physical exhaustion hurts your health. That's right. You know that. Oh, yeah. You need to recover from being sick. What do you need to do? Time out. I'm resting. How many of us like to do that though? We're talking about the missionaries getting exhausted. Yeah. Paul, Barnabas. Right. And they, they're working. And I mean, that's a lot of hard work. And, it, and a lot of responsibility, mental stress, too. They it is. Not only physically climbing and walking for miles and miles up mountains and stuff, but they, they had a lot of mental stress getting these churches organized. Right. And making sure they have a good pastor, a deacon, 
elders to keep it going. Right. And uh, that's a, that's a mousy work. Yeah. You know, that's that's uh, shush. And uh, very exhausting. Yeah. And that, and, but they had to take a break. They right. Every so often they had to take a break. That's right. And, and go back to Jerusalem or Antioch to refuel. And we need to do the same. Uh-huh. Go back to the Lord and refuel. That's right. You know, That's so we right. don't get to that place where we're physically spent and there's nothing left to give. And so what did God do? God provided that drink. And so when we get to that place, look, I've been there. And we get to that place where we feel like we're exhausted. We've got to make sure that we take a time out and say, no, no, no. I, I'm not doing nothing but seeking God's face. I've got to go get my book. I've got to go get in the book. I've got to get on my knees. If you pray on your knees, you may not or whatever. But you've got to go seek God. And you've got to do that. You have to do that. I can't do that for you. And you can't, I mean, look, I can pray for you. And I, I really do. And I, I, and I pray for our church. And I pray for our church people. I try to do that very regularly. But truly, me praying is not enough. You've got to do that footwork. You've got to pray too. You've got to spend time with God. And you've got to, you've got to make sure that you don't go get to the place of exhaustion and get out. That's right. That's right. Yes, sir. Verse 19, it said, But God played a hollow place that was in the jaw. Yes, sir. And that's and there came water thereout. Yes, sir. Where is the I'm at the jaw? Do you think I've read a commentary that thought that the jaw was not necessarily talking about the jaw of the of the donkey. Could have been the place called Lehi, which is also means jaw as well or something like that. So I don't know if it was a place in the ground or if it was a place out of that jaw, but God provided because he also calls it a place too when he's done. So it almost make you think that it's a place, not necessarily the jaw bone because it doesn't say the jaw bone, it just says the jaw. So again, like I said, I don't know, but, but God provided that water for him, whether it was from that jawbone, but it was enough to sustain him. And God's provision for us will be enough to sustain us too. And we could go around the room, yeah, and tell stories, a testimony how God provided for you when you were at the point when you felt like you was physically exhausted, yes, Maybe, God, maybe, maybe the Lord's laid on your heart to share something like that, that you've seen God provide for you in a special way. And you thought it wasn't going to happen. And then God came in and provided for you. Anybody want to share something? I can witness that. We, uh, we lost our, our home in Hurricane Rita. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, and, uh, we ended up in a better home. I, I wasn't wanting to move out of that old house, I'll tell you the truth. Everybody said, why don't you that work? Man, why don't you get out of that, that lean to you got down by the river, that old that old uh, shotgun house you got and get in the, I don't want to move. I said, I like my old shotgun house. Well, God made me move. It's a it's a lean to <laughs> yeah, down there? Yeah, well lean to On Block Street? Yeah, on Block That's Street. not a lean to house. That's a nice looking house. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm just was, kidding. Was, they called it a lean to. You know, you got money to do that. 
I don't want to move. I'm, I'm satisfied. But God had other plans for me. Yeah. I moved into a better home. You know, and that's, everything worked out good. I mean, we lost, we lost our home, and I mean, we didn't have a place to go. Yeah. Thank the Lord, my, the old home place was, all they lost was electricity, and, and we got the, uh, the, the uh, service replaced on it because our con limb broke it down, but that held up good. Mm-hmm. They're like Fort Knox. <laughs> it, it took a, a huge excavator. That guy <coughs> that place down. See, that thing was built. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> I, I tell you, there was a time in my life, <clears throat> 2012, the year 2012, 2013, uh, 2011, 2012, I was going to Bible college and I was working um, 40 hours a week and uh, I was running a paper route um, two hours every morning as well and, and I was going to school full time. Um, and uh, took, I don't know, like 26 credit hours in school or something like that in a semester, my senior semester. I was uh, tired. I worked uh, 2 to 11 Monday through Friday, but I ran paper routes seven days a week. And uh, we were working in a church, and it just, um, I got to a place, honestly, I was physically exhausted. There was a time, one time, my wife, my wife would tell you, Stacy would tell you that uh, one time I came home from work, and uh, I got off at 11, so I pulled up, and it was close to midnight by the time I got home, 11.30, and uh, the next morning I had paper route, and uh, I'd pulled up. We lived on a lived in an apartment complex, and so I was again. I was physically exhausted, and um, and I pulled up to park, and I put my car in park, and I leaned my seat back to turn off the light, and I leaned my seat back to turn off the light, and uh, I fell asleep. No lie. Then. Ah, that's bad. So at three o'clock, here comes Stacy because Stacy was running paper out too, and she was she was working uh, at a daycare as well, and so she was working running paper out, and I was working running paper out. We was trying to pay for college, like eight hundred dollars a month or something like that, and so um, and so three o'clock in the morning, here comes Stacy, and she couldn't find me in the house, so she was kind of upset, kind of worried, and she come down the steps to go to the car, and I had one foot out the door. She thought something done happened to me in the parking lot. I mean, there's an apartment complex, and we lived in a rough area. Miss Stacy calls it the ghetto. I don't know if it was quite the ghetto or not, but it was rough. And uh, I'd fallen asleep. I'd fallen asleep right there, but it, it, long story short, by the time I graduated, I was, I was spent. And um, I needed a time out physically. And the Lord allowed us to get a time out. We moved to Jacksonville, Arkansas, and we were still working with the church that we were in Bible college. But then we started going on Wednesday night to a church, um, Bible Baptist Church in Jacksonville. And uh, the the first Wednesday night we went into church, it was just like, that was God's provision. It was like God's refreshment on my life. And that's what I needed. Because I was, I was physically spent, 
spiritually exhausted after that experience in Bible college. It was rough. I was tired. And the physical exhaustion plays on the mental, and the physical exhaustion plays on the spiritual. That's right. And I had to unplug to get to where I needed to be. And God allowed us to be at that place at that time for me and Stacy both to unplug a little bit and to get the refreshment we needed. And it was God's provision that made that take place. And so because of our time in Bible college, we learned a lot. But with that, that mental exhaustion, it, it's real. It is. And if you do not unplug, and I, I've seen it, I see pastors. I talk to pastors, and they refuse to admit that they're struggling. But you, I, I look, there's, I take at least one day off a week where I try not to do anything. Because I know how important it is that I have to unplug physically. Because you, and as a Christian, you have to unplug. You have to get rest. Your body needs that physical rest. Because that part of that physical rest is spiritual rest. And the mental rest. But God gave that to Samson. But I will say this, that because of God's provision, it produced something for Samson. Now again, I will say this that we've talked about. Samson was wicked. He lived. He, he was not right with God. But after this, read, read verse number 20. What does verse number 20 say? And he judged Israel in the days of the Philistines 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. 20 years. Well, after what? After he prayed after. and got refreshed and realized that he wasn't enough. That he wasn't the Mr. I've got it all handled here. He had to be lowered so that he could go to God and get that refreshment and he was able to be a judge for 20 years. Now, the next chapter, he falls again. He does, big time. He goes down to a harlot's house and then he goes, then he gets, then he gets with Delilah. Another harlot. <laughs> Terrible. But God allowed him to judge. And I truly believe, again, this is my opinion, okay? So it's just, you take it for what it's worth. (laughs) Opinions are like armpits. Everybody has them, but most of them stink, right? That's what they say. Uh, Look. (laughs) But I truly believe God allowed him to judge 20 years because of his moment here where he prayed, asked God to help him. Because he was at the bottom and he needed that physical strength. So can I, can I tell you tonight, if you're there, pause. Don't get out of church, but pause. Get your physical rest, get your mental rest, and get your spiritual rest from the Lord. Get back in your book, get back in the book, get back on your knees, get back to praying and spend time with the Lord and allow the Lord to make, be your provision that's the key. You know, we have the Lord. Christians have the Lord. That's we it. Pray, rest. We can pray, and He'll give it to us. Yep. But a lot of people that don't have the Lord out there, they don't have it. 
Right. They, they, they're stressed out. They get a gun, shoot off a bunch of people. But yet, oh, oh this president's oh man, this AR-15, bam, that jumped off the table, killed a bunch of people. You know? <laughs> I mean, I ain't never seen a gun in my mind jump off the table and shoot a bunch of people. You know? People get stressed out. Well, it, it, it brings people to a point. <laughs> what is the scripture in the New Testament? Jesus says, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. And I will give you rest. That's right. For my burden is light. No, that's not what it says. My burden is light and my yoke is easy. Is that what it says? My burden is easy, my yoke is light. Okay. Now, and I've I've really thought about that. You really think about a yoke and think about the burden. How is your burden easy? Because it's controlled by the Lord. So he'll take the burden. He'll take that thing that physical exhaustion, that mental exhaustion, he'll take that for you if you allow him and learn of him, and then he'll help you. Not, it's not, no process is going to be easy, though. You decide that you're just going to, oh, man, your physical exhaustion, well, you, you're going to, it's going to take time. It's going to take a moment. Hey, you're spiritually exhausted. It's going to take you time to get back to where you need to be. But you have to do it. It's important for your physical health and your mental health that you walk with the Lord and you do right and live right. Any other questions or thoughts? You know, that, that's the way out. You know, people, you pray to the Lord, that's, that's your way out. People don't realize that they don't have the Lord. It's true. They don't realize, you know, man, I'm stressed out. I got, you know, what am I going to do? I'm trapped like a dog. You know, they don't realize they can go to the Lord and pray about it. Right. And right. ask for, for ease. Right. And hey, he will give them ease. Yeah. He'll find a way. That's but right. He'll get you either. You get a job you don't want, or that you're stressed out, he'll get you out of that job. <laughs> well, the whole time, all down to one thing. I can tell you my stories, and I bet all of us. Like you said, our story from the day we, I guess from the day we got married, we we were blessed. We started out in the point where we're the wrecks. Termites, <laughs> termites. Termites eat the box off of my child. Yeah, we fall in the water and she gets to wake up one night. I had a metal garbage can. And we didn't have no air conditioning. I was hanging on the back of his t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the best part. So we get, we moved on through life. I mean, we we were able to get out of there and found a little better job, a little better job, like like you moved up. And of course, all this time I was working for a lawnmower company it was driving from Beaumont back down here to church and we were blessed yeah I mean, amen he didn't tell the best the ending of the story <laughs> he caught that mouse he picked that garbage can up and it went in the bathroom and poured it in the toilet with me screaming at him I would not use the toilet <laughs> <laughs> And I would walk to this place down the street gas station and use the restroom. Oh, no. oh, good. No. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs>
Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Just keep him important. Keep him at the front forefront of our lives. He'll he build that he will be that provision. That's right. Driving from Beaumont up here, down here, even when we was married, lived down here for a while, but then we moved back down here. And anyhow, it's been a blessing. Amen. 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 And, and the Lord blessed us. It's good. But, and today, even though we're retired, we're, we're up in age. The Lord's give us this age. And uh, I feel like there's things that He needs us to do. Amen. 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 It's good. It's good. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for everyone.